Hey, Max, how you doing? Jared, what's going on, man? How's Miami doing? Miami's awesome. I fucking love it here. (laughs) You're not from Miami, are you? I know. No, I'm I'm from a few hours north of here called Vero Beach. Small. Okay, but you are you are still from Florida area. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Nice. People from my hometown always argue if it's technically South Florida or not. And then other people are like, it's not South Florida. We're not like. I didn't even know that there's a competition there of um, where in Florida, kind of like we have here in California. Oh, totally. It's like, yeah, it's the difference of like someone saying like, oh, you're, you're from L.A. I'm from San Diego or, or you're yeah. from L.A. I'm from San Francisco. Like, totally. Is Miami is Miami the L.A. of Florida? In terms uh, of reputation? Yeah, 100 percent. I okay. would. Yes. Like people Miami's who live in LA get yeah. su- like, they love the hype. Like they, they just like fall in head first into the culture and get obsessed with like LA is the best thing ever. But, exactly. But then exactly. Uh, people on the outside have their own opinions of like, mm, like I'm from San Diego. I have my own opinions about LA. But Miami's kind of cool because Miami is less, um, don't get me wrong. It definitely has its LA side of, I want to sure. be the hot chick like I want to be the uh the the movie star kind of thing yeah less movie star more influencer here yeah yeah, yeah, um, yeah. even though LA has their fair share of influencers, yeah. we all know that it, honestly but, um, I've never even spent time in Miami which I'd love to I just haven't had the I haven't had friends in Miami in the past to you know to go spend time with but I have spent time in uh Surfer's Paradise which is in oh, Australia and it's, it's, if you look it up, Surfer's Paradise is the Miami of, of Australia. It's like gotcha. skyscrapers, beach, and canals all throughout it with like yachts everywhere. It's, it's crazy how similar it is. Wild. Yeah. My man, how can I help you? What's going okay. on? Yeah. So, okay. So been, you know, there's been a lot going on in, in my life. Uh, so I've just been doing the scaling assistance thing, you know, a little bit slower and that's fine. Like, you know, every teach their own, right. I'm not going to sacrifice family and, and different things for, uh, for money, for making money. Right. So I've just been going slower on, on stuff. Um, but I've been going through the process of the research and validation method and just been, uh, hidden. Uh, it's been frustrating. It's been really frustrating. So, um, what's frustrating? What exactly is frustrating? So not getting a lot of feedback in the research phase, um, following, following Ravi's method. And I'm sure that it does work. It definitely works. And I could be wrong, but I feel like his method came somewhat out of the fact that his strong influential network and it's, or influencer, like he has such a following, right? It's easy for him to go and be like, Hmm, I have hundreds of people in this industry. I'm just going to send out this fit thing and get feedback and boom. Right. I've been using his exact script. I've then been um, reiterating it when I wasn't getting results to create a different approach to try to get response. Um, and I'm not getting the feedback um, that I need to validate a niche moving forward. And my thing is uh, to each, to everybody, you know, to, I keep saying that teach their own, but I don't want to create just another, um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a business coach that teaches other business coaches how to scale a business or I, I, I'm not just another lead generation, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't like as easy as it is. And I know that's contradictory to some people's thoughts. I don't want to just have the same exact cookie cutter run of the mill agency type of thing that so many others do where my heart's not in it. Like, I don't care about it. I wake up every day. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to do it because it's just about the money. Um, so what's the hardest part about the research side? 
Uh, well, you said I'm not getting enough feedback. So, so I'm not getting enough feedback, you know? And so if there's a different way to get um, validation, I know that there's general reading market signs of articles and whatnot. Um, but I'm trying to actually have, you know, what's way better than, you know, it's so much better than <clears throat> here's the thing. The research part of starting a business is absolutely mm -hmm. crucial. You have to do it. Every single person yeah. in, on planet earth, if you have an idea about starting a new sock company, then you need yeah. to go research like the different socks. Maybe you're an athletic sock. Maybe you're mm -hmm. a post runners, like maybe you're a runner sock for after you go for a run, right? Like maybe yeah, you're yeah. something so niche like that, but it's so important that you still do research, even if you're broad or even if you're specifically mm -hmm. niche, but how you do that research is so important. And so my friend, I would actually recommend doing two ways of research. Number one is to tap into people who are in your network. You mm. don't need to be like, like having a, a thousand followers or a million followers by any means. Just tap mm. into people that you know, or may, that may know someone else, right? Yeah. Hey, I'm looking to get interested in, uh, or I'm interested in getting into this space. Do you know someone who might be, uh, be um, available to talk shop about this for a little bit, right? We all know that one. But what people don't often use, and this is going to just sound crazy coming from me because it's my work, but is actually to produce content about this. A great way to get market feedback direct, like get your hands dirty, great mm -hmm. way to test if your idea or what you're saying is valid at all mm -hmm. is to actually create content in and, and, in and around that topic. Why yeah, is because yeah. all of a sudden you're going to get people who are liking, commenting, messaging you, asking you more questions about that, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden you're getting your hands dirty, like real dirty directly to the people by using the right titles, the right hashtags and all that jazz. Like you don't even have to work with us. You could just do content on your own and just be like, okay, well, what type of audience am I attracting here? And Jared, just to give you like a very quick actionable step here is if you want to create content, which again, it is so, so crucial because you, you get real time, um, real time responses from people. Mm -hmm. And when you, when you kind of run out of like your network of people, you're like, damn, I feel like I've talked to everyone and anyone time to start creating content. Because when you do have those conversations with people, they're going to be like, oh, wow, he's actually pretty knowledgeable on this space. We can have a more educated conversation about it. Or you haven't even talked to them. And they're like, wow, he's talking about this. Maybe I could introduce him to John who I went to college with. And then John and him can to discuss this or be Jared's client. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I want to get actionable with you and just provide a couple of actionable steps. Number one is to just identify the industry that you're in and the, the niche that you're looking to focus on. When you create content, you want to think about like the avatar on who exactly you want to be kind of attracting. And even if you don't know who exactly that is, just start to play around with it. Kind of like you're molding it together. You might mold it differently later, but mm -hmm. really understand who that is and where they hang out. Because a lot of the times people are like, all right, well, I'm just going to post to Facebook. It's like, well, hold on your, your avatars. They're not, they might be on Facebook, but Facebook right now, at least is a very personal platform. People are kind of over like the, the value, value, value on Facebook. Mm -hmm. You can get away with it on Instagram. You can definitely get away with it on YouTube, LinkedIn, and TikTok is hot right now. I would hundred percent just like shoot that one video, knowing who your avatar is to talk about their pains or questions that they might have. Mm -hmm. And then post it to the places that they're looking to to be on that they're already on. Right what then and there, you're going to get that research. So, I mean, I know that I have a lot of experience. I was going after SaaS, um, you know, the SaaS space. Um, retention is a problem that wasn't hitting. I did the whole create content when I wasn't getting feedback because I thought I understood the niche. Again, wasn't getting a lot of feedback, and this little feedback I did get wasn't really promising. So I'm pivoting mm -hmm. to e-commerce. 
growth strategy, which I have a lot of experience in that. Now there's a lot of different avenues for how to drive growth in e-commerce. And I've kind of been a wear many hats type of person for startups. So I'm open to wherever the biggest needs are, but I don't know that yet. So creating content without knowing that specific need that I'm going after, that's where I, I don't want to chase my tail for two more months trying to create content that's completely misaligned with where the actual need is. So how, how if, I, if I don't have the feedback yet, how would I know what type of content within e-commerce growth to even create? Brilliant. So um, two things. Number one is I would... Well, I'm going to give you two resources that you can use. Like, again, whether you work with us or not, which I'm not yeah. telling you to, I would just actually like go find more product market fit first. Yeah. Um, the, it, by the way, I do a full training on these two resources on our website. Mm -hmm. It's right there. It's live. You can watch it right now. Um, yeah. I'll give you the two names right now. And then I recommend just like going and watching my training right after this. Again, it's live. You can just watch it right here, right oh. now. Um, the two resources is number one, answer the public.com. Answer, answer the public. public. Yeah. Answer the You can literally just type in e-commerce and it will give you a gazillion oh, yeah. ideas on what to talk about for e-commerce. Now here's the second one, which makes uh, answer the public yeah. so much stronger mm -hmm. and it's called keywords everywhere. Keywords everywhere then kind of tests and battle tests, what types of titles you should be using and the exact keywords that people are using. Um, okay. it's exactly what we do. It's what we provide to people. Um, what are, it's, we have creative assistants that will take care of all this work for you. Like if people, when they come to work with us, that's what we do for them. Um, but yeah, you can, you can do it yourself if you have the time to do it. Um, answer the public, get the best ideas, keywords everywhere, battle test, make sure that those keywords are on point from there. You oh, can yeah. create content that people are searching for and directly answer their problems. Boom. Market research. You can validate your ideas, give direct responses. Here's the thing, man. About, at, at the end of your content, I would make it so you're geared for market research. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So at the end of your video um, or, or your written post or whatever you want to do, yeah. you know, by the way, those titles work for any medium of media. Mm -hmm. At the end, I would just be driving that for engagement. And what I would not do is say, comment down below. People mm -hmm. are kind of over like that, that phrase. But yeah. what people really love is DM me. Hey, let's, let's have a conversation about this. Let's talk shop about Authentic, this. Yeah, DM me yeah. the word e-commerce and we'll, we'll talk shop or DM me a question that you have. Yeah. Boom, my man, you got a conversation and maybe even a client. Cool. Yeah. That, that started coming out big during clubhouse. The early days of clubhouse is, is slip into my IG DM and say clubhouse or whatever. And then let's have an authentic combo. Yeah. Awesome. Cool, man. You know what, that, that even spurred my, my, uh, my brain to even think why the heck have I not gone into clubhouse and gone into a e-commerce room and tried to get up on stage and ask that question because then I'm in front of them instantly and a big audience. So why not do that too? Point about clubhouse clubhouse yeah. can be, and here's the thing about clubhouse is it can be fruitful, but there's two things wrong with clubhouse. And I'm going to actually show you two solutions to solving both of those problems with clubhouse. Mm -hmm. The first one is when you have, when you go onto clubhouse, typically people have their phone just like this they have their phone, they open up clubhouse and they put it down on their desk while they're working. And they're just yeah. kind of like blah, blah, blah. And they're just like letting your voice, letting the clubhouse voices ring in the back of their yeah. ears. That's exactly why I don't do it because I don't like outside. I, sound, I like to be focused. Yeah, right? yeah. And I'm going to provide a solution to that in a second. The second thing is if you are on the speaking side, it's, it's, content that's vanishing right away. It's live, right? It's just like on a phone call with someone. 
unless you're recording, yeah. right? So I would just highly recommend, even if you, whether you have a camera or not, just mm -hmm. put, put up your camera or even, even if it's just your phone and just mm -hmm. hit record, just yeah. hit record while you're doing it. So that way you can repurpose for your LinkedIn or for your Facebook, Instagram, which by the way, if I was in e-commerce, I would be heavily focused on three areas, TikTok, 100%, Instagram, and YouTube. Those yeah, would be yeah. my like three mainstays. And I would just repurpose anytime I go on a clubhouse, which I honestly think is a bit of a distraction. Um, but yeah. And oh, and yeah. the, the solution to, uh, if you want to like really gain people's attention, like not just have them like working on their computer and, and then your voice is in the background, yeah. you just need to identify their pains and kind of like put them on their heels yeah. a bit right from the get-go. Easy way to do that is be like, um, Hey, if, if, uh, you know, you, you say you, you say the word you, not just I, like I'm trying to figure this out or we are trying to do this. It's all about them. It's like, if you want to make a hundred thousand uh, dollars, the next day of e-commerce, right? How do you, or how, how can you be that next person generating a million dollars in just one week from your brand new e-commerce store? Yeah. Right? All of a sudden you make it directly on them. They're like, Whoa, like, what did that guy just say? Like yeah, big yeah. bold claim. And then you provide a solution to that. Right. So mm. again, I'm, I'm just totally driving you to like this free training on my website right now, but it's true. We actually like break down a, a really proven structure on how you should even like be creating content because it's mm -hmm. all about psychology. So we've done a ton of tests on psychology and being like, we start the videos with pain vision solution. We mm -hmm. identify their pain. So it's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. That guy gets me. Like I am dealing with that the ultimate vision where it's like, you want to make a million dollars in blank amount of time or whatever. It's like, wow. Like, yeah, I've been dealing with this pain, but that sounds amazing. The third one is solution. Don't just give them like, don't just beat them up with the pain and, or like act like there's this airy substance in the air that they can achieve with a vision, provide that solution after the pain and vision, mm. give them a real solution on how to achieve that vision. You with me? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Love it. I appreciate your time. Max. It fucking works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It does. It like, I'm, I'm it's, it's frustrating. Cause I'm like, I'm just, I just need a little bit of validation. I'm off to the races. Like I'm very confident in what I can do. I just, I don't want to be lost in the noise of people. There's so many like, Oh, I, I paid a nine, nine 99 and now I'm an agency. And what's annoying is, is those that actually have put in years to gain experience and credibility yeah. in the space get buried in the noise what Unless do you, you want to do what, what's what do you want to do as like an end goal like an mm -hmm. end state um i mean for the last nine years i've helped launch startups because i wanted to you know I, I had equity in various startups and the goal was to you know make a startup successful and after being burned a few times by founders that were more like the core founder that was more greedy about self-serving and then kind of burned us in the process I realized that um, instead of chasing the, that, uh, you know, that eight, nine figure type thing, instead, you know, equity or equity, whatever, instead, yeah. instead go for something that, uh, you know, free time, stable life, time for people, you know, people and things that actually matter. Um, so it, it's, it's still, I love creating things. So I, I want to, whether it's consulting or it's, or it's service-based, I'm still feeling that out, but I'm, I'm finally investing myself instead of other people's companies. Why not? Do you have your own e-commerce right now? Like, e-commerce brand? Yeah. Do you have your own brand? I, right I had a, I had a, um, a COVID project where I used my Trump bucks to create a little um, print on demand type of thing, but I don't have the funds to really 
fully make it a big thing. So that's part of why I'm trying to build up my, um, my retainer client. So then I could pour some of the profits into building the brand. But yeah, I mean, I do, it has gotten me one client already, um, is just showcasing what I was able to do on a small budget. Okay. Case studies are massive. Absolutely. Even if you just have one solid case study and here's the thing, the best types of case studies, I'm going to give you a couple of examples of the best types of case studies. Mm-hmm. First and foremost is a case study about yourself. You know, for example, I say like, I say this all the time. I have a relatively tiny, small, uh, a tiny following compared to many other people. Right. Yeah. But I'm still consistently generating 80, a hundred thousand dollars on a monthly basis, consistently and predictably just because mm-hmm. I know what I'm doing. Like I, yeah, yeah. you don't have to have 5,000 or 10,000 or 50,000 subscribers. You mm-hmm. could make some serious cash and revenue by just having a small following and knowing what to do. So boom, yeah. case study of yourself is massive. Case study of other people that you've helped. This is when it breaks off into two branches. For other case studies, um, for other people, using other people as case studies, you wanna look at it in two ways. Number one, you wanna look at it as the most amount of results that you've gained someone, right? Like maybe you have you worked with an e-com brand and you made them this massive amount of money. That's option A, right? And definitely yeah. even better than option B, but option B is still super important. Mm-hmm. Option B is the transformation is you took someone from zero to making 50 grand in a month or, or in two months, whatever the case may be, or in a week, whatever the case may be. Yeah. You know, you kind of think of it in sports. It's like, there's always the MVP player, right? That made $250,000. And then mm-hmm. there's always like that, um, the most changed player. And there's always an award for both, right? Mm-hmm. So definitely look at your case studies in both of those ways. The MVP, the most changed player, and don't forget about yourself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, I, yeah, I do have all three of those. So um, use them in your it's, content. It's, it's just, they're all very broad and they're in different areas within e-commerce. So I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, niche down. So I'm not trying to do all things for a brand, you know, anything from branding to website development, to growth strategy, to influence marketing, to email, to vote, yeah. social media management. Like it's too much, but I've done that all. So I'm just trying to figure out the, the best little uh, sliver to carve out. But so, um, if, so if you're looking to niche down and then I, I do have to balance here, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, if you're looking to niche down, look at your experience. You know, for me, when we first got started with the video editing experts, mm-hmm. which turned into V, yeah. it's an acronym for VEE, video uh-huh. editing experts, we, we became so much more than video editing. Yeah. It all started from me and just my experience, my strengths. Mm-hmm. I was actually... I'll say this, what I really enjoyed was like the strategy and the game plan and all that. Mm-hmm. But actually back then years ago, to be honest, my biggest strength was the video editing. The one that I probably like to do the least amount. Yeah. But I just niched down on it so fucking hard mm-hmm. because I knew that it was my strength and it was like, I could provide real tangible, really great results because it was my strength. And yeah. then over time I developed my game plan and my strategy and got really fucking good after mm-hmm. I started, after I got this like shoe in the door with my strength. And then yeah. I could bring in some of the other things that I really cared about and wanted to be even better with. with yeah. Me. Yeah. Love it. So look awesome. at your, if you want to niche down, look at your experience. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Man, all over the place, but I'm sure there's a commonality between the, uh, the experience that, that points to a niche. Yeah. Well, let's awesome. touch base. I got, I got a bounce right now, but yeah. let's touch base in like a month, cool. a month. I want to see like where you're at, how you're doing. Yeah. I'll follow up. I appreciate your time, Max. Thank you. Thanks, Jared. Talk soon, bro. Bye. Peace. Guys, that's a wrap. Biz 10 is complete. And here's the thing. If you guys want to hop on a live Zoom call like Jared did here, 
I'm opening it up to absolutely anyone and everyone who is one of my followers, one of the audience members, again, because I just want to serve you guys in the best way possible. What better way to do that than to learn exactly what you're going through, learn about your business, the ideas that you have, kind of like Jared, where he, he's just starting from scratch. You know, I, here's the thing is we've helped people go from scratch to making $10,000 in their very first video, like my man, Mario, who's probably watching this, Mario, who's in the social boost program too. And we've also helped people go from uh, making multiple six figures into the seven figure mark, doing a million dollars a month. So passing all sorts of different milestones, it really comes down to understanding the best strategy. Why not hop onto a, a, a biz set and call yourself? Let's talk, let's do it. The link is in my bio. It's right there, it's waiting for you. Let's chat, let's talk shop. All right, I'll see you in the next episode.